0: Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 62.
1: We are talking with a Las Vegas chef who's appearing on the new season of Top Chef. You'll hear from Chef
0: Jamie Tran coming up in just a few minutes. And in our exclusive Vegas Revealed Twitter poll, some surprising results to a question we asked about, how do you feel when you see Las Vegas getting a little bit packed again?
1: And Dana and I just received our second vaccine shot You'll hear our unscientific advice to avoid side effects in our
0: tips. It's time to spin the wheel.
1: Welcome to Vegas Revealed smack dab in the middle of spring break. March Madness continuing, and visitors are back in droves here in Las Vegas. I'm Sean McAllister.
0: And I'm Dana Roselli. And yeah, that leads us to our Twitter poll this week. We're going to get right to it, Sean, because this is something that everyone is talking about here in Las Vegas and really around the world because images from our city are plastered on TV and in magazines and all over the internet lately because people are coming back and they're in the sports book. They're on the strip walking, they're in our pools, watching March Madness, places like Circa, and you know, some of our other pools are open as well, I believe, Encore Beach Club and things like that. So let's cue the music.
1: We asked and you have responded to our exclusive Vegas Revealed Weekly poll.
0: It's a big deal. It's a big deal. This is an exclusive poll. And we've had um close to five hundred respond on this one.
1: I mean, and it, that's a pretty good response. And it's it's was kind of a surprising response, too. So our question this week that we asked you on the at Vegas revealed Twitter page, when you see images of a packed las Vegas you dot 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 jump for joy want to get here ASAP, you cringe and stay home, or you have one foot out the door. You just can't wait.
0: Now I thought a lot of people would have picked have one foot out the door. Like you kind of want to be a part of that, but you aren't sure just yet, but yay, that's cool. That kind of feeling. But no, that was our
1: lowest vote. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too, because I was I'm on the same page as you, Dana, that I thought one foot out the door, people would be kind of excited but a little apprehensive. Only 7% of the people who responded to our exclusive Vegas Revealed poll said that they have one foot out the door.
0: Yeah, really interesting. But our highest number comes from Cringe and Stay Home. of the voters say that's how they feel. And when we talk about the images, there's, you know, like when we kicked off March Madness recently, you know, Circa is one of our new hotel resorts, and they have a pool area called Stadium Swim where you can actually watch games outside. There were a lot of, you know, videos and pictures going around, and it looked, you know, pretty busy and some people were like, hey, great. Others were like, ooh, a little too close for comfort.
1: Yeah. As a matter of fact, there were uh, reminders put out by uh, the Nevada Gaming Control Board that said, hey, Vegas casinos, remember we're at 50% capacity here and that applies to your pool.
0: <laughs> yes, it's so true. And a lot of our resort casinos are busy and you know reservations are back and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, when we talk about that, that's kind of what we're referring to. And, you know, close to 50% of you say, you know what, that made you cringe and just want to stay home, which was interesting. But we did have a 25% respond that they jump for joy when they see that, and others, about 19%, wanting to get here ASAP. So. Yeah. It's you know kind of spread up out across the board there.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, there's a decent number wanting to get here and jumping for joy is almost tied <laughs> with cringing and staying home. True, so true. about you know half of the half of the respondents were were excited. The other half probably not going to be here anytime soon. But right. you know, I, I think this also applies to people who live here in Las Vegas who just aren't excited to get down to the Strip just yet, especially with the spring break traffic and the March Madness traffic. And, you know, we just had NASCAR here in uh, Las Vegas at the beginning of March as well. So there are a lot of visitors coming in from out of state. And the way that states have been handling the the reopenings, I I mean, it's just across the board. There's places like Texas that say, yep, we're just, you know, lifting all restrictions. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want. If you want to stay home, do it. If you want to, you know, walk around without your mask and, you yeah. know, do that too.
0: But. And then Florida's been like a big old free-for-all. But then when it came to spring break, you know, everyone was packing the place. And now they had to have curfews put in place. So that whole thing kind of backfired.
1: Which, that was a weird scene. Yeah. Seeing the video out of Miami Beach where... At, what, 11 o'clock at night, uh, there were police officers going up and down the main drag there and clearing the spring break people off the streets, Mm -hmm. which is something that you would never see here in Las Vegas.
0: No, that's true. And our numbers continue to, to go down. So I'm hoping that, you know we can stay that way because there have been like little places. Like I think it was like a uh, Michigan was having some yeah, issues Michigan's with some a hot spot. spikes and things like that. So, um, and a quick mention from Jeff on Twitter, he says, why can't I jump for joy and get their ASAP all in one? And we said, you can, I'll mention it on the podcast. So a lot of people feel that way as well. So, <laughs> you know, we're trying to keep it safe and we've got everyone monitoring, you know, all the hotel casinos, we still have to wear masks. So you can't be on property unless you have a right. mask or yep. unless you have a mask on, I should say.
1: But as we are seeing, uh, you know, visitors returning, we're seeing all of uh, the Las Vegas resorts on the Strip opening up twenty-four-seven, uh, no longer operating on you know reduced hours during the week. However, uh, as entertainment comes back, we are getting word that there is another uh, entertainment venue that has fallen victim to everything that's gone on for the past year, Dana.
0: Yes, Rose Rabbit Lie at the Cosmopolitan has shut down and I know it had closed, you know, they thought maybe temporarily for a while, but now it's confirmed it, it won't reopen as that anyway. It was basically a dinner kind of
1: like a dinner cabaret. So you go in, you eat dinner, and there's live performances happening around the room. There's tap dancers mm-hmm. up on the up on the piano and Sky D. Miles mm-hmm. is belting out all the tunes. So That was a a cool environment, and sad that that, Mm -hmm. that's not returning.
0: Yeah, and it was in a cool kind of, like, hidden area. Like, the Cosmopolitan has lots of nooks and crannies. (laughs) Tons! You know, like the secret pizza place, and then Rose Rabbit lie. Like, there wasn't tons of signs pointing you that way. It was like you had to know it was there.
1: The the Cosmopolitan is (laughs) kind of like the the English muffin of resorts. I know. There's all sorts of nooks and crannies.
0: And then you and I were just reading the list of celebs that turned out for the opening of Virgin Hotels. Can you
1: call them celebs?
0: (laughs) And we just have to... Listen, we try and be honest here on Vegas Revealed on some of our feelings and some of our, you know, experience living here for a long time, and and we'll shout out when we think Vegas can do better, but the list of celebs that turned out for the Virgin opening, I don't know. I mean, it worries me because I feel like we're going in that D&C list area.
1: (laughs) I mean... Mario Lopez was here, and okay. I think he's probably the biggest name of uh, any of them. Mm-hmm. And Dana
0: there. White, I guess, would be pretty big as well. Well, Dana
1: White, but uh, he's not yeah. like... No, he's da- not. He's a, a Las Vegas yeah. institution. Dana White, I would expect him to be there. Of course, the you know head of the UFC. Right. Um, Real but,
0: Housewives star, Melissa Gorga. Is she a big deal? Cause, mm. Mm. I
1: mean, if you're a Bravo watcher... Yeah.
0: And then um a lot of the owners of the actual casino that opened.
1: Which of course they're gonna be there. <laughs> I would be shocked. I think it would be news if the the owners and the the operators weren't there for the grand opening. The
0: Raiders coach? Yeah, great. Yeah, he was there. a <laughs> lot. Uh yeah, now yeah. he is. Yeah, okay. Um and well, that's about it. <laughs>
1: Well, there's Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. They're from Vanderpump Rules.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Matt James, he was the the most recent Bachelor. Okay. Uh, Chriselle Strauss. I mean, you know what's from, like hard? selling selling L A. Is that the show on Netflix? <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> Listen, you know what the deal is. You're you're opening and like I get it. It's a whole new thing. It's not the Hard Rock, but the Hard Rock brought out especially when Everybody. it opened the biggest of the big. And listen, I know we're in COVID, blah blah blah. But even more so, we've got a bunch of celebs that are like glued to L.A. and can't go anywhere right now. So they could take that three-hour drive, a four-hour drive, or a quick private jet or a quick jet suite airplane ride to be at the opening of a brand new casino just off the strip. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I don't know. We got to bring it. And I was even thinking some people that live here are bigger than some of those people. Yeah. That's my two cents. I guess we'll move on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've got nothing more to add about that.
0: (laughs) Okay. On a completely different note, Sean and I just got our second dose of the Pfizer vaccine and you know we weren't going to really post anything about it on our social media and this and that but we made some mentions and then I did do a post after the guy who was giving me the shot said you know it's good to let people know you got it you're still around you're still alive if they have questions they can ask you for comfort.
1: Yeah and a lot of people were reaching out and asking questions about you know any potential side effects what was it really like and so there's been a lot of discussion happening uh, on social media so we wanted to clue you in on what our vaccine process was like what we did that we think helped us avoid some of the side effects of the second dose uh, so that's coming up in our tips
0: For this week's interview, we traveled off the Strip in the southwest part of Las Vegas to a restaurant called The Black Sheep.
1: Yeah, this is a Vietnamese-influenced restaurant uh, by Chef Jamie Tran. She has worked on the Strip under some of the most famous chefs that there are in the world, really. And then she's branched out, opened up her own restaurant, The Black Sheep, as Dana mentioned. But now... Chef Tran is appearing on season 18 of the hit Bravo cooking reality series, Top Chef.
0: So we're here at the Black Sheep, and we're super excited to have Chef Jamie Tran with us. (laughs) Because
1: you're on the the new season of Top Chef, which is coming out uh, April 1st. Yes. This has become one of the top culinary competition shows on TV. How did you even get involved with the show?
2: Oh, the show reached out to me, uh, and then I uh, called them back and then talked to them. I'm honestly, I do have anxiety doing competition, so I rejected every competition show you can name of. <laughs> and then even local stuff, I'm like, no, thank you, no, thank you. And then... They asked me, like, um, why did I reject it the first time? I was like, I don't even know if I reject it. I reject everybody. I was like, reject, 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 reject. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, just because they reached out. And then I think during COVID time and a lot of thinking during COVID time and just that's when I was like, all right, here goes.
0: (laughs) And, And did you enjoy the experience?
2: The experience, yes, I, I met a lot of cool people um, behind the scenes, even my castmates, like the, everybody bonded. It was like one of the close knit kind of uh, experience. Competition wise, I was having a hard time. Like, anxiety wise, it was like my nerves, or I was like shaking. I was like, what's going on? Is, is there an earthquake going on? My hands are shaking. My <laughs> <laughs> body's shaking. <laughs> um, that was nerve wracking, but it actually, uh, I got out of my comfort zone and it definitely, I grew from the show for sure.
1: And, and there's a lot about um, the whole food competition uh, idea in general that, that I want to get into. Okay. But, but filming, especially now, there are strict uh, rules in place for food in general. But when you add COVID restrictions on top of it and a production, the, what was that like?
2: Honestly, I felt safe and it it, it was a lot more, it was strict, but um, the the team, um, Top Chef team, the Bravo team kept us safe. So it was like, I just felt really safe in our bubble. I would never once thought I would catch COVID. Mm -hmm. Never once thought I was going to be in like harm's way. They kept it super, super safe for us. And I actually felt protected for sure.
0: Yeah, all these bubble shows have really worked, and it's it's provided, thank goodness, entertainment for everyone now that we're getting back yeah. to somewhat normal, <laughs> that we have actually new content on TV. And I also love that you're a female chef. Luckily, I do know a, a few, hand, eh, a handful probably, of female chefs here in town in Las Vegas, but we love, you know, uh, that our female chefs are getting more attention. Is that
2: part of also while you maybe went on the main reason I I I love the fact that yeah I I do want to represent like the like Vegas culture in general off strip and as being a female chef in Vegas like I it shows that it's possible to like be a female in this industry and make your own like uh, become an entrepreneur open your own business build your own culture create your own mission and create like the people and the team you want Mm -hmm. um because you can't do that when you're working with other people, you stay with other people, you jump around. But I made it my mission when I went to South Africa State that I was gonna create a business, I was gonna open a restaurant, I'm gonna create a culture that people doubt and I'm gonna hire people that people doubt like me, mm-hmm. give them the opportunity. Um, my Zek was doubted, same thing. Um, and he's 26 and he's my zexu. And he thinks me all the time, and bro- he's like a little brother to me, mm-hmm. so he's like family uh he, he encouraged me and my other friend encouraged me to do this show, and I said, fine, if I do this, then if I can do this, and you guys can do anything, you can't tell me you can't do anything if I do this mm-hmm. so main reason I went on that, and also to just to grow that Vegas is not just a strip it's we are we are a developing culture, it's young, but it's gonna we're gonna have that I do want that vibe like it's San Francisco or New York or something like that besides thinking like we're just like hey let's get lit yeah right you no, there's something else and it is great. you're right we have great
0: restaurants all over town you know I mean that's the thing I always when people say where should I go to and I'm like well do you want on or off the strip you know and then from yeah. there I, the list goes on and on and and this is a great part of town and you guys have been going strong for four years
2: we have like I I love the fact that we're like right in a center where Cars Junior and they're like you're next to the Cars Junior, and I'm like I'm not plugging Cars Junior, but <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, this is not a sponsored.
2: <laughs> not sponsored, unless you want to sponsor. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> yeah. they can always
0: feel free to sponsor Vegas Revealed as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is all up. Yeah, <laughs> just being in this little strip mall and uh, people like when they come up to us like we didn't expect you to be in here, and then when they come in, it's a different like experience for them. And me, and my partner, we always talk about it. Um, we talk about we want to have the guests to have experience like they're having on the strip. And I'm not knocking the strip at all. It, mm-hmm, it, it, it gave birth to me and a lot of sh- uh, chefs out here. And I, I appreciate it so much. And it gave us like this kind of like the service to the community where we will take the same thing that we would do for like any tourists or anybody on the strip. We took it off and we brought it here to the neighborhood. And we want to show our community that we want to support them and give them that um, experience without well the expense. Mm-hmm.
1: And and. Your culinary evolution in Las Vegas, you've worked under some incredible chefs here, and you've branched out, started your own thing, and in a, such a competitive city like Las Vegas, how did that prepare you for the competition on TV? Or did it?
2: The name, Vincent Possell, he, <laughs> <Yeah>. my mentor, <laughs> prepared me for life. My dad and my mentor. <laughs> I. Uh, Worked under Chef Charlie, but my mentor was the executive chef at Oriole. I was put through the ringer, not kidding you. Uh, put through the ringer. Worked with him. Learned so much from him. Honestly, after working uh, at Oriol, I just decided like and nothing's like impossible. So I just like whatever, throw it at me. I can handle it. Just just keep your head straight. Work hard. Put your head down. Mm-hmm. And then just go for it, and and then I think that prepared me for a lot in life. Like just working under my mentor, like you, again, like the mentors don't choose you; you choose your mentor. And I, I think I did a good job. I should have gambled that day too. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: have done a great
2: job. And, and that Chef
1: Charlie that you mentioned is Charlie Palmer. Charlie Palmer.
0: Wow, amazing. Yeah. And, and talk a little bit about your restaurant right now, um for folks that don't know, and tell us kind of about some of the dishes that you you let Sean and I taste, which were exploding with uh, we have another one so good we have another one what's this
2: so this is our one of our famous (coughs) dish here it's the we do like a curry couscous and it's a Vietnamese style curry Mm. um it's vegan if you take the duck off because i'm very conscious as well (laughs) um the duck confit is like uh, i'm french uh trained so i do the classical french stuff and Vietnamese and french food it goes kind of well together because of the whole like you know colonization um We have a lot of French influences in our dishes growing up. So uh, I picked up French food pretty fast. Uh, But this is our duck confit. I do a lemongrass, I do a short cure because I don't like it too salty. Mm -hmm. I do a lemongrass cure and a different spices and then we pull it out and then we confit it, uh, pan sear it and then we do a little bit of uh, uh, Chinese broccoli just to balance off the uh, plum, the sweetness from the plum and the curry. Um, We put coconut milk and there you go. I, I just mm. play on like texture, sweet, like like it's very Southeast Asian Vietnamese where you mm-hmm. play on spices, a lot of Asian uh, things like spices, heat, sweetness. It's just all that the I don't know the umami impact. Yeah. For me, um, the other dish you tried is a classic Vietnamese uh, turmeric crepe. Mm. Um, I did a twist on it. I wanted to do lingua, introduce some another thing that people are scared of eating, but even you have it. It's just tastes like braised short rib mm-hmm. so i doing that i cooked up that, that, that was four to and six and you said hours. just dive in you, just you dive in at and get messy and <laughs> yeah i was like get <laughs> dirty with it <laughs> you were like just pick it up let's go already the <laughs> yeah. so pickles like i put pickles i love pickles and everything i love the acid like Vietnamese food, we have a lot of pickles uh, it just breaks out the fattiness and fresh herbs um I just love texture. Like I, I think of a lot of stuff. I'm mm-hmm. Like I want this, and then you tried one of our new dish, the hamachi crudo with the agua chili. Mm-hmm. Um, do a Vietnamese style with a little Vietnamese herbs and stuff like that. So. I, I, and baby shrimp. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> <Then good. shrimp.
0: laughs> oh, I love it. Do you get people, um, that are actually staying on the strip that come here as a destination point that say, oh, we heard about your place or we wanted to try.
2: Yes, we do. Vietnamese. It was, uh, before COVID we were, it was big. And then we still, even when we started opening again, it's still people come here. Um, they always say that like when they pop up, like the, like the best place to eat or whatever, they always look it up and we're a numbered, like we're part of that little mm-hmm. group, and then so they come off strip, and we do get a lot of off strip people, not off strip, but we get a lot of people from the strip coming off strip to come see us. Mm-hmm.
1: And and I mean that's a good thing to note for our listeners. People listen in mm-hmm. fifty plus countries around the world. They love Las Vegas. Always want to know what else they can add to their itinerary during their next trip which thank god no. vegas looks like it'll be opening up and we'll be able to be, start welcoming our international <laughs> travel travelers back pretty soon so i mean this is a great stopping point and a great addition to the itinerary for anybody coming to town
2: i would yeah i i think so too like if they come by they, and they say they heard us On the podcast, I was like, you get a shot.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, look at that. All right. Mention Vegas Revealed and you get a shot down your gullet. You
2: get a shot from the chef. Yeah, free shot. I love that. Get it
0: lit. And I love that you guys are open five o'clock, like dinner time. And, you know, I asked you, I said, is that because of COVID? You said, no, we've just always done dinner time. And I, I like that. I appreciate that.
2: It's our space, too. It's so small. Like it's like our our kitchen is like 300 square feet mm-hmm. about. I don't know, like a little over that, but it's just a small thing. And like it's just like we I want to focus on the food. So we go prep heavy and then we focus on prep and then we shut it down before 12 or two. And then the mm-hmm. uh, we got the PM cooks coming in and all they do is focus on execution. So I want to make sure the quality is there, consistency is there. Sometimes like, you know, we get tired forgive us <laughs> we're not perfect yeah. <laughs> but it's always strive to like just make sure that the guest experience is there for mm-hmm. the guests
1: and and did that serve you well uh in the competition having that prep work mentality and having everything in place so that when it's go time for service
2: no i had a lot of anxiety so that went out the window so I like, <laughs> <laughs> who am i yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and with the anxiety, does it add to it having Padma, Gal, and uh, Tom Calicchio mm-hmm. standing in front of you?
2: anybody staring at me, I get nervous. Like, even camera crews, I don't know, any producer, anybody looking at me, I'm like, don't look at me. I'm hideous. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) I'm joking.
0: That probably made for good TV, though. I can only imagine. That's what I'm guessing. I'm a hoot. What about people that watch these shows? I mean, is there any inside? I mean, I know you can't tell us everything that went on or anything, but is there anything that you think, like, a lot of people always wondered about these shows that you could
2: maybe answer? It's really tough, people. It's tough. It's the. It, it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard. Don't judge us. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. The pressure. <laughs> the pressure's on. The, we are a pressure cooker. It's okay. hard. Okay, so that's not fake. It's and, not fake. Okay,
1: <laughs> and the time limits that you're under. Uh, while you're in production on the show, is that similar to a kitchen environment? Or is it, like, super amped up and intensified? No,
2: I think there's difference between a competition and then the kitchen. The kitchen is, like, you, your staff, trying to um, get service out in a, like, uh, in a respectful time and making sure the quality is there and making sure the guest is happy. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different kind of pressure and making sure, like, you're just not... uh, you're not a go go and just trying to throw stuff on the plate and just you know go competition wise is always a different beast and i uh, it makes you a stronger person definitely different different cooking mm-hmm. different cooking styles mm-hmm.
1: you have a bit of a a rebellious side right, and that's kind of where the the name of the black sheep came from
2: definitely soft spoken at times very jokey, but when I have to lay down the law or Anti law, I will do it. Uh-huh. And, and will
1: we see that on TV?
2: <laughs> no, you just see the the spaz girl, like, <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> now you're speaking English, because when I get flustered, I make sound effects and. I don't speak English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't articulate. <laughs>
1: right. Just speak in noises, I right? I speak in a lot articulate of Articulate in noises. Uh, I was
0: like, oh my. <laughs> you know, I was just curious because a lot of times I'll go out for, you know, different kinds of cuisine. And I'll be surprised. Somebody will be like, oh, I've never had that kind before. I've never had this before. And, you know, maybe we have listeners that are like, well, I've never had Vietnamese. Like, explain it to them. Well, it's, ki-
2: that, it's not traditional Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. I always want to tell people that. It's okay. basically because I was always structured. And I grew up differently, too, as well. My dad was, like, um, from Vietnam. Vietnam. They escaped the Vietnam War, went to Korea, went to Houston, Texas. From Houston, Texas, they went to uh, Monterey, from Monterey, Stockton, to back to Monterey. We moved around a lot. So. Um, had a lot of, like, I thought kimchi was Vietnamese. It wasn't, uh, <laughs> I just basically for myself, this is not Vietnamese. It was a lot of Vietnamese influence mm-hmm. in my dish and it's not traditional. So I don't want somebody to come here and that's Vietnamese and they're like, this is not Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, did I say it was Vietnamese, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but it was Vietnamese influence with French technique and American green. It basically me on the plate. So right. I'm a, a, like a Vietnamese American and I have Vietnamese influence in mm-hmm. everything I do. And yeah. then, um, Definitely trained in the French uh, technique for sure. That's and cool. that's rude, that's me. Uh oh, you're getting a phone call.
1: <laughs> she, she's in demand. Up. In
2: demand. In demand. I'm putting my booty it's a booty call now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm joking. We love your personality. We think it's gonna be great for the show. I can tell that you're you're full of life, you have fun with it, and even though you say you're you have you're full of anxiety, I have a feeling Oh, that that
2: helps energize me. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: it.
1: it definitely will make for for good TV season eighteen of Top Chef premiering on Bravo April first, which we're so excited, Chef Jamie Tran, to to see you on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the black sheep for folks that are curious, located at Warren. Springs in Durango in Las Vegas it's a southwest part of town so it's southwest of the strip and we hope you all come and try out some of uh, Jamie's food it's very good
2: again come see us a shot for you yeah a shot Vegas From revealed. Me, you get but a if shot it's not me you don't get it I know gotta come <laughs> I by have Jamie. to be there that are you day. here what, how many
0: days a week are you here only five days a okay, week okay five good listen thanks so much for joining us and best of luck on the show we can't wait to watch
2: all right thank you guys for having me yeah. eat your duck. Now. oh yeah I'm gonna
0: eat ready we're diving in
1: How delicious was the food that Chef Tran served to us?
0: Really delicious. And what I liked even better is that she told us to just dive in with our hands. I know, and get
1: messy. (laughs) She doesn't care. Get in there. Enjoy it. And remember, if you go there, ask for Chef Jamie. Mm -hmm. If you say you heard this conversation on Vegas Revealed, Chef Jamie Tran will give you a shot.
0: And speaking of shots, it's a great segue to our tips for this week, and we want to talk about Sean and I being vaccinated, uh, dose two done. We got the Pfizer vaccine. We did it at the Las Vegas Convention Center, and a lot of people have been asking us, like, what was it like? How how long was the line? You know, how 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 were your side effects? What did it feel like? And it's really interesting because Sean and I really experienced. Pretty much the same exact thing to a T. Yeah,
1: which is kind of weird. It is. Isn't it? Because everybody's experience seems so individual. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we kind of experience the same thing, which when it comes to physical side effects... I mean, there were virtually none.
0: No. We were very lucky. You know, I was a little nervous about the second dose because everyone said, oh, you get like fever and chills and all this stuff. But like, I didn't do too much research because I was like, I'm just going to, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And and it doesn't last long. Everyone says up to like 36 hours. So you and I both got the Pfizer vaccine. The first round, we had sore arms. That was about it. And then the second round, we had sore arms.
1: Yep. We Once were again,
0: tired a little bit in the day after we got the shot. And then we had weird dreams, both of us.
1: Not just weird <laughs> dreams, the, the scary, terrifying dreams. I, I had nightmares, like three or four different nightmares all within one night's sleep. Yeah. And I kept waking up after them and like I was drenched in sweat. So I guess when people say that, you know, there's like fevery mm. kind of... Feelings. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say that I really experienced like the fever kind of thing, right? But I had night sweats. Night sweats but okay. I think that I don't know. Maybe that ties in with how scared I was because <laughs> I of my so. horrifying dreams.
0: Yeah, because I had scary dreams, but I, I didn't have sweats at all, or chills, or anything like that. I you know slept pretty good. It's just that the. The nightmare kept, you know, when you go back to sleep and then it continues on? Yes. Yeah, that kept happening.
1: (laughs) Well, see, mine were three distinctly different ones. Mm, Okay. Yours was the same one. The
0: continuation. Yeah, the the old phone rang from work. And I'm not. going to share the dream? And who was on the other line? And then things from the past. And there was people running through a house and a whole thing. But wow, yeah. And even Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy was in the dream, which is what? really random. I don't have no idea. It was. Well, you are so a big
1: Grey's Anatomy fan.
0: True. Somehow that tied in. I have no idea. Huh. But it was a flip phone.
1: You couldn't have had McDreamy or McSteamy. I know. You That's had Sandra why. O.
0: Well, because it wasn't a great dream. It was a nightmare, right? <laughs> so therefore, you know, McDreamy or. Like Steamy would be in a happy dream. <laughs> in a dream, a floating on clouds dream.
1: <laughs> so after we got through that first night of scary, terrifying dreams, I woke up feeling pretty well-rested, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, my arm was definitely a lot more sore uh, after the Day second two. shot than it was the first shot. But really nothing, I mean, nothing debilitating, nothing that you know, knocked me out Mm -mm. for any period of time. So I feel very lucky about that because I know that in talking with other friends and and family, that has not been the case.
0: Right. And, you know, you and I decided, well, we had already planned out that we were going to stay home separately that day, but we got a lot, we worked all day long and we did get a lot done that day, in fact. But, you know, there were little moments where I guess I felt maybe like a teeny little achy Um, took a couple Advil, things like that. But, I mean, we really lucked out. I mean, that's, that's, as far as it goes, that's the worst of it.
1: Yeah, so here's the deal. So I guess this (laughs) gets us to our tip of the week. What Dana and I did to try and prevent having side effects, which uh, we have zero scientific evidence that this did or did not work. However, in our minds... It
0: did work. Right, because we experienced the same exact thing. Right. So maybe this was why. So I live near the convention center, and Sean and I decided both times to walk to the convention center and back. So we walked to get the shot, and then we walked home. And I know everyone can't come to where I live, but a suggestion would be if you do go to the convention center and you're in town is park at the Westgate, huge open lot there, and then take a nice brisk walk.
1: Because I feel like... Before we got there to have the vaccine administered, mm-hmm. we got our blood pumping. Yep. Our systems were going. It's our not fit. like we sat in the car mm-hmm. and then stood in line. Like we had the activity going. We yep. got our heart rate up. We had our steps in. Dana had her Fitbit going. Yep. I had my eye watch <laughs> tracking our, our steps. And so I feel like when we got ourselves going, like that blood pumping mm-hmm. helped to. Diffuse the vaccine through our bodies quicker
0: Possibly And then after We took a brisk walk back Which you know It's like okay We just had this whole procedure But now we're moving We're moving our arms And we're like you know I don't know again Getting the blood moving And all that kind of thing And we think possibly It could have helped
1: But here's the deal We took a pit stop On the way home
0: The second time The
1: second time So this is after Vaccine dose number two you know, brisk walk to the convention center, got the shot, brisk walk, we're on our way back. We stop at the Westgate because we were like, hmm, maybe we should stop in for lunch.
0: Right, because, you know, I've got the, the, the VIP card over there because I live n- nearby. So I said, hey, I get 25% off. Let's go in. And we go to the sports book. And we start, like, Googling, like, can we eat this? Can we drink that? Because we started feeling like, you know what? Like, we want to reward ourselves and treat ourselves a little bit here and eat some things we normally wouldn't eat. It's probably not the best idea, but I heard you're supposed to, like, make sure you have food and stuff like that and eat. So you and I...
1: Well, and especially if we're (laughs) going to be feeling like crap for the next 24 hours, we want to go out with a really good meal.
0: Yes. Now, I mean, I think, like, maybe, like, a spinach salad would have been better, but... We decided to go Philly steak cheese, onion rings, nachos.
1: And you got a salad. I got a
0: salad, but it was full of stuff, like <laughs> an antipasta salad. There was like salami and cheese and olives and the whole nine. Um, and then we had ketchup packets going and guacamole on the side. It was a whole feast. I got a Diet Coke and you got a beer.
1: I did. I got a, a Corona. We,
0: we Googled it fittingly, right? We said, "Can you can you drink alcohol?" And he wasn't gonna. He was just gonna have one beer. But I was like, "I don't know." But you know what? <laughs> we felt
1: fine. Yeah, it worked. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a random thing that we did. We didn't plan on eating like that or drinking like that. But so have we comfort
1: did. food after your shot. Mm-hmm. Get nice and you know mm-hmm. nice and ready. Yeah. In case you do have <laughs> some downtime. It's true. Um, And And if not, then you're fine to get up the next day and go for another brisk walk. (laughs)
0: There you go. And we did walk back again. So, you know, and then after that, we drank plenty of water. uh, You know, I took a nap. You were were sleeping in and out. And then, as we said, that night wasn't so bad. So that's our experience. I've had so many people ask about, you know, like, well, I heard Johnson & Johnson this. And, uh, you know, Moderna has more side effects. And I'm like, I really just think it's each individual person and how your body's going to handle it. I don't know if there's like a result that's like 100 percent yes this one has more side effects
1: well my parents just got the second moderna vaccine Mm -hmm. back in new york state and what they did after they got their shot they went out for a big italian meal huh they had like the spaghetti and meatballs and chicken parm so i think they kind of followed our lead on that one
0: that could be yeah it could be the big
1: and they and they ended up being meal yeah (laughs) After,
0: <laughs> um, so and also people asking about the line. The line at the convention center moved much better the second time we were there. And when talking with some of the staff there, they said, "Listen, Clark County has been on this. They're coming up with a great system. Now we're moving crowds through faster, more efficiently, and so it's not so bad. We waited one hour, but the line moved, and it was long the entire time.
1: It was really long. Mm-hmm. Although every single time we go, the for the first every single time." Eh. Both times, the first shot and the second shot. We get there for our appointment. We get through the line. And as soon as it's our time to go in and actually get the shot, like the line ends. Mm -hmm. There's no more line out the door. So (laughs) we go at high volume times. We
0: do. We did a 2 p.m. the first time and a 10.30 a.m. the second time. So, Um, But anyway, it does look a little crowded in the parking lot. So if you can find a way to, to get dropped off, park around there and take a little walk, it might be worth it.
1: Although I did just see uh, in a report that said that uh, demand is starting to slow down mm. for vaccines. Okay. So we have this huge supply and uh, fewer people at this point in the game are registering and signing up to go and get those doses. So, you know, they they have to be used. Be, otherwise, you know, they'll expire, mm-hmm. which isn't a good thing.
0: no. That's for sure. So we've been very fortunate here in Nevada. We have, you know, moved along with different, you know, age groups and underlying conditions. And what is it, April 5th? Everyone over 16 will be able to get vaccinated? I
1: think 5th or 6th. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's really good. I think um, that will help for everyone who wants to get one. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to send us direct messages on Twitter or, you know, a public message and we can answer as much as we... No, or can tell you.
1: But listen, we're no Fauci.
0: Nope. We are not Fauci. We have
1: zero scientific data to back <laughs> up anything that we say. We only talk from personal experience.
0: Right. Now, don't go running around telling everyone you should eat nachos. Just say, you know, it worked for Dana and Sean.
1: Because <laughs> listen, we don't want to be liable if a chip gets lodged in someone's throat or or for extra pounds that go on. No, the yeah. disclaimer, we are not responsible Mm-mm. for our advice.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yes, disclaimer. That's always good. <laughs> uh we've been busy bees lately working on a lot of projects, so we know things are turning around here in Las Vegas. We're hoping all our f- people that live outside of the USA that are looking forward to coming back to Las Vegas cuz I hear that a lot of you are will be able to do that sometime within the year. Things are looking up. We are at spring break mode here in Las Vegas, and I know a lot of different states around the country are in spring break. So people are taking, you know, driving trips and visiting family and doing getaways, and I know Sean's going to do that. And we decided next week we probably won't do a podcast unless there's some big news that breaks. We'll update. But other than that, keep an eye on our social media because that's where we'll be doing all our updates. And then we'll be back right the following week.
1: Yeah. So, programming note if you're sitting around waiting for uh, episode 63 (laughs) to drop next week, not going to happen. You'll have to wait one more week. We're just going to skip a week and then we'll be right back at it.
0: Get geared up for what's going to be a very positive spring here in Las Vegas
1: so that we can be at our best. For you,
0: <laughs> There you go. And now that we're vaccinated, we can run around town oh, man. and feel confident <laughs> with our mascot.
1: Ripping the Band-Aid off, <laughs> literally.
0: And in our show notes, we do have a link if you'd like to support the show. You know, we do this on our free time and time is, you know, limited these days. But if you would like us to do more, we'd love to do that so we do have a support link it's a paypal link if you're interested in showing some love
1: any support is greatly appreciated and we will be back here on vegas revealed for you in two weeks talk to you then
0: have a great spring break everyone bye
2: we got bills to pay
0: packing up a suitcase let's take a holiday holiday. hop into a limo